I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome everybody to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. And remember to tune in every week at capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to be a part of the conversation. Remember to like us and subscribe to all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks, wherever you find your social media. And we would love to have you be a part of the show, so go ahead and get subscribed so you can be alerted when we go live because we don't always do it on the same date and time. So right now, this is the pre-Thanksgiving show, but if you're listening on the radio, it's the post-Thanksgiving show. So <laughs> it all depends on when you tune in. And uh, so we'd love to have you be a part of it. Thanks for tuning in every week. As far as I know, we're the only talk radio show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. So with that in mind, we're going to jump into it today and get down to business. It's another big news day. Um, it seems like every day that goes by these days is a big news day. But today the uh, verdict came down in the Ahmed Ar Arbery case, and all three were charged with murder and found guilty. Um, so I haven't really read into it too much yet uh, about the verdict of the case. I don't know if they were found guilty on all charges. Um, but one thing's for sure is it was a very much different case than the Kyle Rittenhouse case. So, you know, whether you believe they should have been found guilty or not, it is definitely a much different case than, you know, the whole Kyle Rittenhouse, even though it was running concurrently and a lot of people were um, saying you know oh you know another self-defense case involving guns and blah 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 but way different apples and oranges type of difference but we'll talk about that we're also going to talk about um, the gun makers match that was this past weekend at Cape Gunworks it was the second regional gun makers match there's been one out in Colorado and we had our second the second gun makers match sponsored by firearms policy coalition 2AO, uh, sponsored by um, Gun Owners Action League, Are We Cool Yet, which is a really neat uh, group of people that um, get into the 3D printing and the 3D printed firearms and home-built firearms community. Uh, also, 2A 3D Print from Rhode Island, Matt Holmes was here, so we had a, we had a lot of good instruction and uh, helping us out as we built guns and then competed with them the very next day. So this was pretty cool. And Firearms Policy Coalition was really smart when they kind of decided to sponsor these events. And they said, we want an education day. And so John Green from Gun Owners Action League was here on Saturday the 20th to give us kind of the legal uh, implications of building your own gun here in Massachusetts, which it is legal. And Rob Pincus was here. So... 
Um, the the guy who kind of started the whole gunmakers match, he was probably the the hinge pin of it all to get all the right people together to start doing it. And he will be joining us a little bit later in the show um, in the second segment as well. And so, you know, the point is uh, there was a lot of people collaborating to make it happen. And I think it was a smashing success. It was just a fun day of education and then a fun day of competition, friendly competition the next day. And more importantly is it shined the light of uh, kind of, Putting it in perspective, home-built firearms have been getting hammered in the media as far as ghost guns. And, you know, for for years, politicians hate the idea. They hate the idea of you being able to build a firearm that they know nothing about. Like, that makes politicians' heads explode. And if that doesn't prove the fact that they want control over every every area of your life i don't know what does but you know the libertarian in me comes out when it comes to freedom type activities like gun building and homemade firearms and whatnot so uh yeah it's like it it just makes good common sense that if you're not a prohibited person you should be able to build your own gun and the government doesn't need to know about it in massachusetts we do take it one step further and we do register the guns after seven days. You got seven days to register the gun that you built. And so, unfortunately, we're still kind of stuck in the dark ages when it comes to that. Like, our government has to know about that gun that you built in the basement or built in your garage or built at the gun makers match. So, um, but in the rest of the country, um, you don't necessarily need to have, you know, there's no form of reporting to the government. Um, and that's the way it should be. Frankly, if you're not a prohibited person, you shouldn't have to worry about it. If you are a prohibited person and you're making guns in your basement, you're committing felonies anyway. So, you know, you don't need to create new laws to curb the people who aren't the problem's behavior. Why, you dirty varmint? Because of the people who do illegal things by definition because they are criminals. So anyway, um, the... Uh, that was what happened. And then after the Gunmakers match, we got some great news. I, I was really uh, surprised how fortuitous it was, timing-wise, that we saw the in District of Columbia, Dick Heller is at it again. So for those of you who don't know who Dick Heller is, he was the one that challenged the courts in District of Columbia, D.C., about being able to possess a firearm within you know, Washington, D.C. So before his argument um, and case that went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled in favor of him that they are violating his Second Amendment rights by making sure he can't go purchase a firearm to protect himself within the District of Columbia. Um, yeah, he. Uh, so that happened well over 10 years ago. And so he came back at him again. And uh, he said, um, you know, the Washington, D.C. banned home-built firearms and called them ghost guns and defines them as a firearm that uh, after the removal of all parts other than a receiver, it is not detectable as security exemplar 
by walk-through metal detectors calibrated and operated to detect the security or any major component of a firearm which when subjected to inspection by the types of detection devices commonly used at secure public buildings and transit stations does not generate an image that accurately depicts the shape of the component and includes an unfinished frame or receiver. So if you're in possession of an unfinished frame or receiver in Washington, D.C., you are in violation of the law. So anyone who wanted to make a gun for themselves through that homemade, you know, they buy a polymer 80 kit or they machine out their own kit or whatever it is or an 80% lower of some sort, um, they were in violation of the law. So uh, Heller sued for violation of his Second Amendment rights again. And guess what? He won again because the Second Amendment wins. You know, it's it should be we restore the rights that have been taken from us by politicians. But, uh, so hopefully we'll continue to see good movement like that. Um, all right, if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license yet, but you want it, we have regularly scheduled classes at Cape Gunworks, including ladies only and couples classes. So go to capegunworks.com and sign up today. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. More after this. I'm Toby Leary. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks. Excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire, and I'm really excited to 
be sitting here with Rob and we're in the middle of day one of the gun makers match which I've been talking about quite a bit people are probably sick of hearing about it but it is going very well today is the education day and we're super happy to have you here Rob so thanks for making the trip out and what do you think so far Man, I appreciate it. It's been a great day. I mean, we have a whole bunch of people in there right now. They're, I think we're about ready to go to the range. They've mm-hmm. been in there working. Um, some guys kind of, you know, ran right through it and got it done relatively quick. A couple of guys are taking a little more time, and now everybody's sort of giving each other pointers and going through the process. You know, Matt Holmes from 2A3D Print is in there. Uh, Bobby Brown from uh, Aussie, uh, Are We Cool Yet? The 3D Printing Group, he's in there coaching people. Um, you just built your first Polymer 80, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool to watch, right? Like, so here you are, like gun guru guy, right? one of the owners of one of the greatest gun shops in New England and yet you've never built your own gun privately and now you have right. but you're not the only one right we have Jared here from Guns and Gadgets right, right. one of the most well-known names one of like the go-to guys for gun news he's here building his first gun um John Green right training in education for goal he's here building his first gun and then a whole bunch of other people that showed up too it's, it's, it's really really cool to be part of it so obviously uh we're a little late to the party here in Massachusetts us gun guys in Massachusetts but once we get there, I already heard Jared go, oh, this is going to be costing me thousands of dollars. <laughs> right, like, right. You can see the addictive nature of it and wanting to do more with it and see where it goes. It is. It's fun. You know, I, I mean, I've seen people go through this where they like, you know, they're customizing a Glock or mm-hmm. yeah, there was a big thing like you can do with a hashtag build not built, not bought. Mm-hmm. And it's people who buy stripped AR lowers and then build up their own ARs. Right. So that became cool, like built, not bought, except asterisk. You still bought a registered frame, background check, serial number, the whole thing, right. traditionally made receiver. Now we're getting people who are actually really building their own guns. And whether you're doing it from a kit, like that's sort of the entry level, right? You're doing it with a polymer 80 kit like like most people are today for this match getting ready for tomorrow. But we also have guys, obviously, that are here um, thinking about 3D printing their own frames. Yeah. And then maybe you're going to customize in the design, the CAD, and make your own thing. And, you know, I put my logo on everything or just change the angle of a grip or change the finger grooves, change the stippling, change the texture, whatever it is. And I think that's what's cool about that freedom hobby and that's why it gets addictive because it's not just building another gun that's just like the gun next to you kind of it's really creating unique things yeah the like you said before the polymer 80 kit is just the uh it's kind of the the first one's free kid to get you addicted <laughs> right, right. It's the gateway you know, it's the gateway drug <laughs> for to, sure to building your own guns but the cool thing for us here in massachusetts is a lot of people didn't even realize it was possible didn't realize it was feasible didn't realize law would allow you to do it and um so that's part of this education day is spreading the message that yeah like you can do this kind of thing and we get it all the time people saying oh i can't have a glock in massachusetts nothing could be further from the truth or even a glock knockoff like polymer 80 or whatever kit you end up buying um and the the restriction is on the licensed gun shop from actually selling that gun, but there's no restriction on owning whatever handgun you want as long as it doesn't violate the assault weapons ban. So um, this is a great way to shine the light on into that dark corner where people don't even realize that exists. And so we're really excited so far. Everyone's in there grinning, having a great time, and we're going to go shoot all these guns and have a ball with them. But what what should we expect tomorrow at the match? Tomorrow, you know, then then it gets a little bit interesting, right? Because now it's okay. You've built this gun. You you've hopefully tested it. Everyone, everyone today will. We hope that everybody else that's showing up uh, for the event has tested their gun and they've shot it. They know, you know, it works like the gun should work. Now the question is, can they work 
like a shooter should work with that gun that they made it through the course of fire. So we'll have three different courses of fire. It's an all-handgun match tomorrow. Um, we're getting the 3D printed or kit builds. Everything's going to go together. These regional matches are really about raising awareness, about creating you know a culture and a, and a community, if you will, of gun makers. And, and I hope that Cape Gunworks will continue to support you know, gun makers. I mean, you've got the kits, you've got the parts, you've got the knowledge. Um, obviously, you have some people in here that, that just showed up with last hour that saw some Facebook posts or social media posts somewhere. Oh, I didn't even know you guys were doing this. This is great. And and one guy just walked in, bought his first kit, bought the parts, and now he's in there um, putting it together. And I hope he signs up for the competition tomorrow as well. But this weekend's only one weekend. What this really is about, um, and, and thanks much to uh, Firearms Policy Coalition, Guns for Everyone National. You know, Guns for Everyone National makes the gun makers matches possible. And Firearms Policy Coalition came in to support us with these educational days. Um, we just want more and more people to realize it's fun. It's a freedom hobby. Um, it's legal. Um, you know, New Jersey, it's not uh, Washington, D.C. They're about to change their laws, I understand it. Um, and Nevada, they're, they're fighting this crazy draconian law that went into place recently on privately made guns and even owning the gun kits, which is really hard to define and enforce, obviously. Um, but Massachusetts, you know, people from outside, I got it all over social media this whole last week in the in the push to get people here this weekend. Oh, how could they do that in Massachusetts? Well, there's a way. You just right. get it done, right? And then, you know, California is one where everybody knows you have to get the serial number first. Um, then you get you sort of permission, and then you can build your own gun. Well, in Massachusetts, is, and this is why it's great having goal here, you know, explaining the details of it is you, you make the gun, but then you do have to register it, right? Do I like it? No. But is it legal? Yes. Is it the thing that you, you do when you're here in mass, you know, when you're in mass? Yeah, until it changes. And, and hopefully goal gets that changed. Right. And uh, so we're pretty happy to have all those supporting it. In fact, this is what, the third or fourth gun makers match now? Uh, so this is now, yeah, this is the second regional match. And of course, we had the big national match in June. We're going to be doing the big national match again down in St. Augustine, Florida, March 22nd. People can learn about it at gunmakersmatch.com. And uh, we've got many nice. more regional matches in the works uh, to kind of, you know, make sure, again, we're building these little communities all over the country. And hopefully, we'll be uh, having bigger matches around the country as well by, uh, you know, 2023 or so. Yeah, that'd be great. And I'm, I'm, shocked at some of the creativity that some of these guys come up with it's uh it's a lot of fun to see the designs and having bobby here from uh you know are we cool yet has all these things just you'd never believe it but you know all this stuff you can order off amazon.com and put together for a ruger 1022 barrel and i mean it's just amazing after printing a few parts and you know in some some cases it's like two or three bucks to print all these parts out for an entire gun right it's yeah it, it really is it's amazing what you can do with the 3d printing i'm coming up on a year of being involved in the 3d printing side and uh you know i, I am a novice at best um, but i'm an enthusiastic novice right so i've printed a lot of guns done a lot of different designs and some tweaking some customizing but the guys at aussie um, um awcy question mark are we cool yet aussie.com or, or aussiearms.com um, when you check out what they're doing um the innovation innovation, the creativity, the art, you know, and that's really what it is it, in a lot of ways. It, it's um, it's art that you can take to the range, you know, and it's, it's very personalized as well. Even if you just pick the color, you know, you want to you want a Glock frame that's pink. Cool. Do a Glock frame that's pink. And it's not the same as just getting it Cerakoted. You know, you really are making something in your home for a couple few dollars. You know, after you invest uh, in what you're investing, you, you know, the printer might be a couple few hundred dollars, some time in CAD, some time with the slicer and um, with a group like like Aussie supporting the new the newbie, right? The novice, um, like they supported me or two way 3D print. You know, Matt Holmes is here. Um, the support that he gives to the community for free, um, even though it's his profession, 
everybody just wants everybody else to succeed. And right. with, without too much coaching, you can be printing your own gun frames, printing your own AR receivers, and, and maybe you know it's a short jump then if you if you've got some artistic inkling um, into 3D printing your own design, um, you know, around traditionally manufactured barrels or maybe with a traditionally manufactured slide. Yeah, I remember just even a few years ago, like if you knew somebody who knew somebody who owned a 3D printer, you were kind of cool. Like that was like, oh, wow. Now it's almost a home household appliance. And then we were talking about that earlier. In a few years, probably every home will have one, right? And and so the technology is getting easier to, to use. The open source information out there to, is getting easier. And now even it's not cost prohibitive anymore, right? Like, not at all. And like I said, we're coming up on a year. It's, it's uh, you know, Black Friday last year was when I bought my first printer because I saw it on sale and I couldn't believe it. I can get a, a legit printer for around $200. And, yeah. and this is what people are printing, you know, major gun parts, frames, <laughs> receivers with. Yeah, I'm in. I had to try it, you right. know. And uh, and I'm glad I did because I've met a great bunch of people and it, it's expanded my uh, enthusiasm for firearms. And, you know, I wasn't really into the the 80% quote unquote build stuff. Like I, I played around with that a little bit in the 90s. I had a Polymer 80 kit just last year, really because of the downtime with uh, the, you know, COVID response. I started doing the Polymer 80 kits. I started getting a little bit more into the 80 percenters and it, and it really didn't take me long to decide uh, I need to be getting into 3D printing if I really want to do this. Mm. Yeah, well, it's certainly caused us to talk to matt from 2a 3d print and say which one should we buy and you know kick it around and we're you know weighing heavily on your experience and matt's experience on which printer to buy and we're going to start you know at the very least printing parts that we could use and you know little runner guides for the inside of the tracks of our you know range equipment we could use stuff like that so we could certainly use it on a practical level but also it'll be fun to experiment and play around and download some files and and print you know print them out and see where it goes from there but um, you know it's, it's funny i i is the very first thing i think people can see the videos i put up on youtube and whatnot the very very first thing i printed was a little cat doll for my daughter mm. second thing i printed was a glock frame <laughs> and you know it was kind of like but then at one point like we were getting ready to do Christmas cookies, me and my daughter, and it was like, of course, four days before Christmas or whatever, and we went to Target, we went to the grocery store, and everything was sold out. I think I got like one you know, candy cane cookie cutter or something, like the rest of them were like sold out. So I literally went home, got files, 3D printed cookie cutters, and then we used 3D printed cookie cutters, and that was almost like, in a way, cooler than the gun. Right. Like, okay, I know I'm going to go, but now I actually did something like just practical household value, and since then, there's been like parts for this or you know that or the other thing that I needed and uh or i was able to just you know kind of put something together quick in cad and print it out um i needed to, to uh fix a uh like a knob on a drawer right mm -hmm. and it, i needed a backstop so i literally just came up with something 3d printed it drilled a hole through it and then stuck the screw through it put the the bolt on it and everything was fine and it was uh it was just like a feeling of accomplishment because it was something that normally you would have had to go to lowe's or home depot it probably took longer doing it myself but cool i did it myself yeah amazing well it's that's pretty cool and there's definitely a practical aspect that i think everyone's going to take advantage of and uh someday and you know we're, we're really looking forward to that but rob i thank you for coming out it's i know it's a lot of travel and everything else and we appreciate it uh it's been great having you here so we'll have you again soon thanks man and uh get the best legal protection text cgwma to 281-603-0066 Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Members can call the lawyers anytime for compliance questions or anything like that. So we'll be right back. Don't go away.
If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. This is attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms, and defend you against firearms or other criminal charges. I can also help protect your property with will sets, including trusts, healthcare proxies, and powers of attorney zoning or other permitting issues, as well as collections and civil litigation. To schedule a consultation, call 508-384-8692. That's 508-384-8692. Or visit my website, kglangerlaw.com. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your show weekly about all things guns, freedom, self-defense, and the Second Amendment. And this time of the show, we're going to go to our in-house, not quite in-house, but our (laughs) on-the-line legal counsel, uh, Keith Langer, attorney here in Massachusetts who does phenomenal work. And if you ever need his services, which we hope you never do, but if you do need someone, he's the guy to call. So... Keith, thanks for joining us as always. How are you? Just fine, Toby. How are things down there on the Cape? They are very well. And of course, it's the calm before the storm. We got Black Friday is upon us and it's going to be busy as ever. And we got, you know, it's pretty pretty brisk traffic today for a Wednesday. But still, uh, Friday's the big day that everyone's looking forward to. So we're getting all geared up for that. And it's a festive atmosphere. So... Um, We're happy about that. But one thing's for sure is that there's been plenty of news to go around lately. (laughs) I'm sure you'd (laughs) concur with that. And since the last time we talked, we've had two major cases, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and the Amud Abari case, both close out and with very different results. And obviously, they were much different cases as well. Um, but, you know, one thing's for sure is everybody who is crying afoul that the racist court system, which let Kyle walk, might have to go back and eat a little crow after reading today's verdict about the Amud Ar- Arbery case, um, which saw the conviction of all three uh, of the defendants. So I figured we'd get your 
uh, astute commentary on the two and the differences, and do you think the jury's got it right in both cases? I do. Uh, there are holes apart because in the Arbery case, the three convicted uh, defendants were clearly the aggressors. They started the entire incident and are entirely responsible for its unfortunate results. In the case of Rittenhouse, you've got a young man who was there trying to help, trying to protect the business, uh, providing some medical care, cleaning graffiti, basically trying to keep his town of Kenosha from going up in flames, and was attacked for doing so and tried to retreat. He was heading towards the police line during each of the three incidents, which he had to shoot to defend himself. So you've got two very different verdicts because you have two very, very different fact patterns. The one case which we all remember, which the Arbery is closest to, is the Trayvon Martin shooting. The big difference between the Trayvon Martin killing and Armand Arbery's killing was that in Trayvon's case, we had no objective evidence. There were no witnesses. We didn't have people filming it. We didn't have FBI drones like we did in the uh, Rittenhouse case. All we had was Zimmerman's story. Mm. The closest thing you had to a witness was a woman who heard some screaming. So if you've only got one side of the story, that's all the jury has to work with. That was not the case in the Arbery trial because the assailants themselves videotaped their attacks. Mm. And, of course, in the Rittenhouse case, we had some cell phone footage and then magically appearing at the last minute, the FBI drone footage. Yeah, and and even uh, halfway through the trial, the high definition version of the FBI drone footage and or whatever the footage was that, you know, the defense was like, wait a minute, where did this come from? Like, why didn't we get this from the start? But uh, yeah, all they got was the compressed version, right? Which is to say, heavily edited uh, version from the prosecution. Right. Yeah. And do you think that? I mean, obviously, I think everything went well in the fact that a jury came back and returned the verdict rather than some mistrial with prejudice or you know some something like that which could have caused a firestorm in my opinion but it um, would always have tainted it yeah it would it would always be a contaminated uh, outcome right uh but you know what do you think about the prosecution's decision to a not give them the defense the the high definition version of those videos and also the way they conducted the trial in the first place. Well, you're withholding evidence. You're withholding exculpatory evidence, which is a complete violation of the code. That's a blatant violation of the ethics of professional conduct and what prosecutors are required to do under the rules of criminal procedure. Uh, I think that there were a number of Errors. They tried to make Rittenhouse out as a white supremacist based upon the fact he was at some bar after the fact that supposedly white supremacists hung out at. And they dragged a couple into court and they imploded. Hmm. And then the, the really the high point for me was when the, uh, well, they, they couldn't call him a victim at the trial, but the, the 
third person that Kyle shot, the one who survived, admits that on cross-examination, Kyle wasn't shooting when he had his hands up. And then he put his hands down and came up with a gun, and then Kyle shot him. Yeah. It's classic self-defense. And I think the the meme makers will be busy with this one for half a decade when you just see the prosecutor put his head in both hands. Right. You know, Literally face-palmed. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that prosecution team may be the Marsha Clark of the uh, 21st century. Yes, I would agree with that statement. Um, is there anything that could happen as a result of that, like to the prosecutors? Like, I mean, obviously they could lose their job or get fired or maybe just demoted or something. But like, what about legally? Like, could would there be any recourse to say, hey, you withheld a, a sculptory, you know, a, say that word for me again, sculptory evidence? Sculptory evidence. Sculptory. Well, there you go. Uh, prosecutorial mis prosecutorial misconduct whether the district attorney's office or the court takes any action on it remains to be seen. Yeah. Uh, at yeah. this point, it's it's such a fiasco. I don't think anybody wants to touch it. Right. Well, it would have certainly been interesting, not that I think it, I'm glad it didn't turn out that way, but had he been convicted, that the defense had a lot of ammunition to come at on appeal, you know, for between that and, like you said, the victim that wasn't whatever you want to call him, the gauge dude there, um, you know, admitting that he didn't get shot until he pointed his gun at him and, you know, came after him. But, you know, and, and some of the other things that the prosecutors did, but I think it would have been eventually overturned, even if he was convicted, maybe even on those grounds alone, but you never know. And fortunately for Kyle Rittenhouse, he doesn't have to wait to find out because it, it went in his favor. So, But, of uh, course, it's not over because there's the potential of civil suits by the uh, families of the two people that were killed as well as the uh, one he wounded. Right. Uh, because that's a very different standard of proof. And then there's the possibility of him bringing actions for defamation. Right. What do you think his but, chances are for that? Well, with defamation, the big thing is, is the person allegedly defamed a public character? Well, at the start of it, he was not a public character. By the time the trial was up and running, one could arguably claim he was. Uh, it certainly put egg on the face of some of the major media outlets. And, of course, uh, Biden running his mouth and calling him a, a white supremacist halfway through the trial is just as imbecilic as Richard Nixon declaring uh, Charles Manson guilty in the middle of the trial. Right. And if you recall, somehow Manson got the newspaper and held that headline up and showed the jury. <laughs> well... You know, in my opinion, the news agencies that are trying to paint a narrative about everything in society these days, they're definitely, you know, towing the line and have become the propaganda arm. The major me news media, anyway, has become the propaganda arm. 
uh, for the Democratic Party. I, you know, whether you agree with me or not, that's, you know, up for debate, but it sure seems that way. Or at least big tech and media is painting a picture, telling a narrative uh, that they all kind of get together on. And there's only a few major news networks that kind of give both sides of the story these days. And so for that reason, you know, part of me is like, yeah, kid, go get them, you know, go after them. And I hope you get a billion dollars like the Nicholas Sandman situation. But um, on the other hand, it's like, you know, geez, does this ever just end? Like, do we always have to have drama in every aspect of our society? But frankly, if they're going to continue to, you know, even in light of knowing true truth, speak their propaganda, then maybe they should get sued. You know what I mean? So I go back and forth on it. But uh, interesting to see if and someone even said that Joe Biden could actually be sued as well because he was just a candidate at the time when he said it. Well, not, uh, I, I think the uh, the comment may have come after he was in office because the trial's been going on so long. It's, it's hard to remember who said what when. Right. <laughs> yeah, someone uh, here is commenting that uh, that Kyle will be a billionaire by the time he's done suing all the networks like Sandman is. And it could be. I mean, it might be. The, the one thing that is in his favor is... I think the same thing that was in Sandman's favor is they're probably not going to let it go to trial and they will probably settle uh, out of court, but you never know. Um, It's one of those things that we'll see take shape. It's interesting how many people are going to try and ride that Kyle Rittenhouse train, though. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of people that want to do things for him or have events with him and, you know, invite him to this party and what booth is he going to be in at shot show and you know who's making him a gun and blah 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 you know you know what i mean so he's become a little bit of a local celebrity i guess or a national celebrity um unfortunately the the thing that people don't realize is his life changed forever that day and absolutely yeah and that's something i wouldn't wish on anybody i you know i don't he was only 17 at the time right and he's just 18 now and he's been through a trial that was received national indeed some international coverage he's just met uh, former president trump i mean it's it's a lot to go through an 18 year old's head all at once right go from scrubbing graffiti to three months in jail and then meeting the former president i mean holy cow what a what a year all right well thanks so much keith i appreciate your insight as always and uh we'll put your link up on the chat and uh we have a special pepper spray class happening in December. It's on December 4th. It costs $75 and it includes a training device to actually dispense the simulated spray during the class. And it's a great opportunity to learn about less lethal self-defense options. So sign up on our website and we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA 
to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and make sure to join us every week. Go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire, and you'll be notified when we go live and record these shows. I'm really happy to have Jared Giannis in the house. He has stopped by this weekend for the regional gunmakers match that we hosted, and it is his first time here at Cape Gunworks. So we appreciate you stopping in and saying hello. And uh, what did you do today? Anything fun? I got to learn how to uh, to make a gun. Uh, polymerator was pretty cool. I've always uh, I've always wondered how it was done, and uh, you know, it's one of those things. That is, it's a, is it a taboo? Is it cool? <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I, I went all in. Yeah, me too. I was right there with you. We were banging on pins and parts <laughs> together. <laughs> it was the first time I'd put one together. It was it was pretty cool to uh, to do it. You know, we've sold a ton of kits, and I've had people, and you know, we have this guy Bobby here from Are We Cool Yet, and. He made a great statement. He said it got the gun nerds, basically, is what he was saying. I, he yep. didn't say that, but I, <laughs> that's what I was thinking when he said it. But it got us gun guys, gun builders, out of the basement yeah. and kind of out into the limelight, you know, and shine a light into that dark corner that we all knew there were people who tinkered, and that's been going on for thousands of years, right? Right, right. And it's the most basic, fundamental right is the right to self-defense, and it's even a little bit cooler or geeky or however you look at it if you do it for yourself you make your own gun right yeah it's pretty cool man it was it was fun and you know again like you said there was always that stigma or like i think that more people should get involved because it, it's still legal mm -hmm. um and you know don't worry about that quote-unquote ghost gun that uh thing that th people are throwing out there the guns are, aren't, aren't bad it's the people who are bad when they do stuff yeah and we joked about that uh at the beginning of the of the day today was that you know, where it goes bad in the media is, you know, when you got the biker gangs or the drug dealers or the, uh, you know, the people supplying the local scumbags in the neighborhood with guns. And frankly, I don't think it happens as often as the media would like you to uh, believe, or at least it's a very small percentage of the people who are actually doing this for um, the hobbyist or the for all the right reasons, let's say let's say that. Right. And so we joked that we took the uh, the outlaw biker vests as you came through the door, and you know, made sure that we, uh, you know, confiscated any drug paraphernalia. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, it's not nefarious. It's a bunch of guys getting together in this case and having a good day of camaraderie and and education. And then tomorrow we're going to shoot them and see how it how it all went today. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but you know, getting getting the team together like Rob Pankus and John Green and you and and all these guys who are really good at it and and educating other people and you know responsible advocacy is really what we need. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, wouldn't you agree? With, I mean, it's like we need we need more people shooting guns and on the side of the Second Amendment rather than you know, just hiding in our basements and, and doing that. But, um, so we're going to go out and try them out. What's your prediction? How, how are they going to run? I think they're all going to be fine. I, I didn't see anything that, uh, you know, scared <laughs> me as somebody who's been around Glocks and stuff for a right. long time, but they all look pretty damn good. Yeah. And I, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with the Polymer 80 kits. I like, I like the stippling and the undercut of the trigger guard and whatnot. And my Glock 34 slide fit pretty good on there. Um, I was hoping someone would bring a 3D printer with them and get that going. But <laughs> next class. Yeah, next class. We're going to have to get one, but it'll be fun to do so. Um, well, let's head, head out to the range and get shooting. How about that? And, uh, I appreciate you coming, but why don't you tell people where they can find you and find your channel and how can they sign up? Sure, thanks. Uh, it's Guns and Gadgets on YouTube and Instagram and pretty much anything where everybody is. Right. Okay, cool. And if you're not following him, you need to because he's a wealth of information. So thanks for coming in today, Jared, and we appreciate it. If you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only and couples classes at capegunworks.com. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back, everybody, to Rapid Fire, your weekly radio show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, self-defense. And I want to thank those guests, Keith, Jared, and Rob, all for uh, contributing to this show. I don't usually have three guests on in one show, but it was a very special weekend and uh, week. And so we're happy to have uh, Jared. Actually, that was his first trip down to the range, and uh, he was, you know, had a great day down here and so we're probably going to collaborate on some more stuff going forward so i appreciate him coming down and building his first gun and uh, we had a blast that day so um yeah i'll get to some of your questions here in the text so go ahead and fire away if you have any uh questions in the chat um let's uh start off with ps who says he's the first troll today so hey ps how are you bud and uh, he says happy thanksgiving to you and your family and i'll throw that out there to all of you um, in radio or podcast land, whichever side of the equation you find yourself on or on the live stream. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. It's the start of the official holiday season. So uh, I guess some people might say that um, it's, you know, Halloween is the start. But for me, it never really feels like holidays until Thanksgiving. And I love Thanksgiving. Um I'm a big pie guy, so pies are when I get to eat, you know, Thanksgiving's when I get to eat my share of pies, and uh, my wife's always good for a, a pecan pie, which I love, and so anyway, that's uh, fall is the time of year for pies, I guess, but I love them, and uh, so looking forward to that. We're, we're going to have some venison this year. We're going to have some, you know, fish like we always do, and so looking forward to all oh, that. my. And, and uh, this year, because of COVID and everything else, we didn't get to have our Friendsgiving with some good close friends that we always get together with. So maybe we can do that after the fact. But 
Uh, it's kind of a funny term that's been co-opted in the last few years about, you know, when you get together with friends and then you have Thanksgiving where you get together with family mostly and whatnot. So anyway, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. And uh, Graz is saying any Browning A5 in stock. And as a matter of fact, we do. We have some used 12-gauge uh, ones. Uh, I think we have the Magnum and we might have the Light 12 used. But I also have a brand new Sweet 16, which is pretty cool. And we have some 16-gauge ammo to go with it. So, And that one's brand new, uh, the brand new Browning A5. And uh, they brought back the Sweet 16, which was one of the most popular shotguns for decades. I mean, that Sweet 16, even some of the early Belgium models uh, were are still to this day a very hot item. So... Yeah, come on down and check it out. We got a few. Uh, you can give us a call and we'll talk price and all that good stuff for you. And uh, PS is saying about the Arbery case that they should be guilty. They chased a guy down. They didn't get chased down like Kyle. Um, and I would say that's one of the bigger differences between the two cases is the fact that these guys, you know, and I didn't get a chance to mention this to Keith, but I all I can think of is like when you get the NRA magazine and then in the back and the classifieds or some some entrepreneurial company takes advantage of people's low IQ and they sell these concealed weapons permit that looks like a, a badge. It looks like a police badge, you know. And basically, if you look at it quick, it would look like a police badge. But if you read it, it says concealed weapons permit. Like, why would you ever wear a badge that says concealed weapons permit? I mean, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Like, I'm broadcasting to the world that I'm carrying a gun concealed so nobody why? can see it. <laughs> it's like, tell me you're open. I mean, you're concealed carrying uh, without telling me you're open, concealed carrying. I don't know what the heck that. But it's ridiculous. And all I can think of is these guys injecting themselves or interjecting themselves into a situation where they had no business being like i get like if you see the a, a felony someone in the commission of a felony like you can be the sheepdog and kind of end the threat or end that but to escalate it to the point where you're chasing a guy down with vehicles and cornering him to yeah you know, yeah the guy of course he's gonna fight back and game over you know if you think this is the guy that's been breaking in and stealing stuff be a good witness call 911 be like yeah we got the guy he's here he's driving this he's running he's wearing he's jogging in work boots or whatever the heck they were trying to say at first you know and give a good description maybe follow him at a distance and you know keep an eye on him but call 911 get the police there let them deal with it you know, here these guys are trying to make citizens arrests and all this ridiculous nonsense that uh, maybe they were, frankly, maybe they were just racist and they thought black people should die. I don't know. But anyway, it's a much different outcome from the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And, you know, I don't see what the upside to doing what they were, even if they successfully, quote unquote, apprehended the guy, like. Let's say they were able to corner him and wrestle him to the ground and pin him down and hold him at gunpoint until police showed up. Like, the guy should have sued the heck out of him. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, they're not cops. 
They're not trained to do that. They're not uh, commissioned or sworn officers to do that. And, you know, I think the whole citizen's arrest thing is it 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 can go that way. Like, you know, pe- people don't have to stop when a citizen says, stop in the name of the law. I am an officer of the law, like Inspector Clouseau, you know, coming at him. I'd walk away, too. I'd say, dude, you know, call the cops. But I ain't standing around to let you put your hands on me. That's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, call the police. Be a good witness. That's the best thing that could happen um, in a situation like that. And, you know, neighborhood watch groups, that's what they should do. That should be the protocol. If you see something, say something. Don't sit there and try to take matters into your own hands. But. That's how I feel about that one. Davey's saying, do I know, do I, when do I think the new MMP 10 millimeter will be mass compliant? I don't know. Um, the funny thing about the mass list is it's supposed to come out four times a year. It came out in June. And then prior to that, I think it was like January or something like that. It seems like they're, they're doing it biannually now. And they're supposed to come out with a list four times a year. Obviously, if there's no guns, to, if there's no guns to be added to the list, then they're not gonna convene and get together on it. But if they're actively sending guns out and being tested and uh, whatnot, then hopefully they will, uh, they will be, you know, come out with the new list promptly as they should. But they're also supposed to respond within 40 days of your license to carry application. So how often do they do that? You know, they <laughs> it doesn't happen often. Although I did hear someone come in and say Wareham PD issued their license in like 31 days, which is almost instantaneous for the state of Massachusetts. But um, yeah, so it's one of those things that, um, you know, would love to see the list come out more regularly. Frankly, I'd love to see the list just go away. So support Firearms Policy Coalition, who's doing a great job. Um, and, you know, uh, send them some money so they can continue to sue states like Massachusetts for their illegal um, violation of your civil rights. Uh, we had John Green. We'll have him up on a future segment of Rapid Fire and... Uh, we talked a lot about that, how the whole mass approved weapons roster goes back to, um, and I talked about this Monday on the Grace Curley show uh, as well. We had him on as a guest, uh, John Green from Gun Owners Action League, and he was opining about when Luther Scott Harshbarger, the attorney general at the time, uh, came out with this, you know, mass approved weapons roster that it was a, and judging from all the Freedom of Information Act that Gun Owners Action League files have accumulated, had zero to do with actually keeping you safe and was 100% a backdoor gun ban. So it was a backdoor gun ban that never got voted on by the legislature, never got signed on by the governor, and has no chance of being interpreted by the court. So Attorney General acted as all three branches of government in one fail swoop. So, 
All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. This is the end of the first segment. Another hour in the bag. And if you're listening on local radio, it's another show in the bag. That's why we call it Rapid Fire, because it goes quick. And uh, we love having you guys be a part of the show. So make sure you tune in every week and go to capegunworks.com. Click on the Rapid Fire icon so you can be notified when we go live. We'll also have sometimes range sessions and extended answers to your questions coming up in the second hour. So you want to be a part of that, go to capegunworks.com. Remember that freedom will always be on the right side of history. I'm Toby Leary, and don't go away. We'll be right back with Rapid Fire. since 1949 family owned and operated legendary performance this is hornady federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations when you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion you need punch defensive ammunition from federal the leader in nickel plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition get federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at cape gunworks snap safe Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level.
Welcome to The Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics, and tune in to CapeGunWorks.com. Click on Rapid Fire to join the conversation every week, and you can find us wherever you find your podcasts as well. And remember to like us. By the way, the podcast is Rapid Fire, all one word. And our uh, like us and subscribe on all our social media platforms. Our handle is at CapeGunWorks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Daily Motion, Telegram, Rumble, etc., 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 and Getter shut us off and kicked us off. So we're not on Getter, but other than that, we're on all the other big tech and some of the alt social media sites out there. So make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment, wave at us, smiley emoji, and all that good stuff. So <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. So. Anyway, uh, we're in the second hour here, and we had a lot going on in the first hour. Obviously, the uh, Amud Arbery case saw the three charged with uh, murder all convicted on various different counts. And uh, we also, you know, since last week, we talked about the Rittenhouse trial as well. <clears throat> and I filled in for the Grace Curley show Monday. Uh, there was three hours of talk about this, and it was, you know, lots. is still very fresh, not to mention the whole uh, Waukesha rampage that took place over the weekend. That was a big topic of discussion where this guy, Daryl Brooks, this, you know, aspiring rapper and pimp and child molester, uh, decided to run over his baby's mama the first, you know, a week ago, and then uh, was had various warrants out for his arrest, and then posted a $1,000 bail, got out of jail, and two days later mows down a whole festive Christmas celebration in, you know, very close to um, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and Six people have perished as a result, including ch children, and not to mention all the people who were uh, injured. And that changed a lot of people's lives that day, and that is a horrid, horrible tragedy. I also saw this guy's uh, channel where he posted a bunch of his rap videos, where he was, uh, he's obviously a felon multiple times over, and his excuse, by the way, for the uh, rape or statutory rape or child molestation was he didn't know the girl. And I'm using I'm cleaning up the language quite a bit. He didn't know the girl was 16 when he was whoring her out as her pimp. Uh, he thought that, you know, she was of age and he was just pimping her out, man. Like she lied. He didn't know that she was underage. And so here he is trying to make his case that 
as her pimp, he thought she was of age. And uh, yeah, I didn't think like prostitution like that was legal, maybe in Nevada, but I think there's a bunch of regulations that take place in that. And I don't think he was in Nevada when he was, maybe he was, I don't know. But pimping out underage girls is certainly against the law in all 50 states, I'm, that I'm sure. And then, um, you know, he uh, was bragging about trying to run up, run over his baby's mother on one of his, you know, discussions. But then I saw his music videos where here's this guy, a convicted felon, and in his video, he's waving around um, what looks like a Mac 11 and, you know, total 1988 gangster rapper 93 gangster rap where he's talking about killing people and he's got his blood colors and he's waving gangs gang symbols and i don't know if he's i don't know if he's a wannabe or if he uh you know really lived the life but there in the background of his music video is the ford escape the red ford escape that he plowed through the crowd with and it is just you know, awful, awful tragedy in the holidays. And so I've said all that to say this, that people want to blame the tool for evil people's crime rampages. Like after, um, you know, Las Vegas shooting, after the Pulse nightclub shooting, after Parkland, everyone you know, a lot, not everyone, but a lot of people are clamoring for gun control, gun control. Well, how is it that after a guy runs through a roadblock and runs down a bunch of people that they're not clamoring for car control? I'll answer the question for you because it doesn't make sense because like millions of people get in their car every day and drive to work and stop at red lights and you know, do the speed limit or close to it and use their blinkers and try to obey the law, right? And there's people out there who are evil and they will use whatever tool they can get to kill as efficiently as they possibly can. And in the case of this massacre in Waukesha, it was very, it was a very efficient tool. And tons of casualties and six deaths without having to do much other than step on the gas. And, you know, this guy obviously shouldn't have been out walking the streets anyway after his multitude of arrests, after his multitude of uh, his rap sheet and his criminal record. He should have been in jail. But for some reasons, politicians don't have the stomach for keeping people in jail for a long period of time like they need to be. And so, you know, that's just the, the way it is. We The police are doing their job. They're rounding the scumbag up and obviously putting their life in jeopardy uh, day in, day out to go after these type of guys. But yet he he's out on the streets after his extensive rap sheet no pun intended, and only to to murder and to maim again because he'd already demonstrated that that's what he's capable of. So unfortunately, uh, evil exists. And 
that's why we need to really toe the line and not go down the rabbit hole and engage in the justification of why we need firearms. It's self-evident why we need firearms because evil exists in this world. And that is the tool that good people can use to defend themselves against the people who aren't good people and want to commit malice and maim people. So anyway, um, let's see, get back to some of your questions here. Um, we got, uh, let's see, Tom is wondering if the HK VP9 Optics Ready is on the mass roster. And the way the mass roster reads as it relates to the HK VP9 um, is just that. It says mass, v I mean, it says HK VP9. So they don't differentiate between a model number. They don't differentiate between night sights or standard sights. They don't differentiate between the button mag release or the paddle mag release. Um, they just say HK VP9. And HK considers it the same exact gun. So therefore, it is able to be sold in Massachusetts. All right. Um, we will be right back. We're going to be joined with Jared from Guns and Gadgets. So stay tuned. We got a little bit longer segment with him, so you don't want to miss it. We will be right back after this. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks. Excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot.
right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, co-owner of Cape Gunworks, and join us every week for the only 2A radio show in New England that I know of, where we talk all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. So anyway, right now we're really happy to have in studio for the very first time Jared Giannis from uh, Guns and Gadgets, who I'm a big fan of his channel. It's where I go to get up-to-date news for the gun industry and uh i don't know how you do it for the whole country it's hard enough for me to do it here in massachusetts but uh thanks for coming in and uh i, I appreciate you taking the time oh man it's my honor thank you for having me it's uh this is a very nice place you have here well great and uh so jared came down for the gun makers match today and uh which today is the education day tomorrow is the uh, shoot your gun day and so so far so good we both got a gun together <laughs> and i was just talking to rob that uh we you know neither one of us as far as you know which is really funny for me i was thinking like i've never built a polymer 80 gun i've broke down glocks i've done tons of gunsmithing i've built machine guns and everything else but i've never done a polymer 80 glock like you know pistol so that was your first time too yeah right? absolutely i've been uh been an instructor for over two decades now and i've never <laughs> had the opportunity or you know it, it's one of those things where like i've always had the interest yeah um but it carried that stigma and i was like if i get into this if it's no longer available then you know right. am i wasting a couple thousand dollars because you know it's very addictive right um but i'm glad i, I finally agreed to, to check it out i mean it's still totally legal yep. in uh, most places and if it's legal in massachusetts jump on it while you can right no doubt about it and uh so let's talk to your show for a sec like you you obviously have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the 2a community as it relates to legislation coming down the pipe or legal challenges as they you know are brought by second amendment groups and even sometimes you get you know what i would say out of the into the weeds a little bit out of the second amendment stuff but stuff that still pertains to freedom and you know like being able to live a the american lifestyle right, so right. You must have a pretty good network of people that you deal with on a day to day. That yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. I've I've had a long career where I've met a lot of people who have gone on to uh, bigger and better things, and uh, um, I try to stay humble. And um, usually those relationships pay dividends. Mm. And you know we're all on we're all in the same game, on the same page, pushing for the same goal. So it's pretty easy to find people who are willing to help you out once they trust you. Yeah. So what? I mean, you had a long career in law enforcement correct yep and, 24 years yeah and so you know it's funny we joke sometimes cops come in and you can tell right away they're not gun guys oh, yeah, you know yeah. so you obviously must have been the gun guy cop that, yeah. at the department oh yeah absolutely yeah. yeah i was uh one you know tweaking people for dust in the holster or, and <laughs> stuff like that asking them how much they shoot and right yeah i was always that guy yeah and so did you did firearms get you interested in law enforcement or was it just something that kind of went hand in hand in your mind or was it uh you know because i know like me growing up i i had thoughts of pursuing law enforcement but it was first my interest in guns that kind of drove me there like oh cool i could play with guns all day not like you know in a bad way but like you know that was kind of the lure for me to even think about a law enforcement career mm. is that how it was with you or did it was it something else uh for me it was uh, they both kind of uh went hand in hand is the the way i grew up i kind of had a, a, mm -hmm. a difficult childhood growing up in and around uh housing projects in worcester and, and graybrook valley uh so i got to see how things are and how how important it is to actually take care of yourself yeah um you know i've seen weapons of all types used for good and bad uh, growing up 
and I knew that, uh, I, you know, I wanted to be somebody that the people in my community could depend on. Um, so that kind of led me down that path. Mm, yeah. So where did the advocacy come from? The interest in like kind of sounding the alarm, getting people rallied together to maybe, you know, call their senators, call their legislators, write emails, do their thing, you know, cause you're very good at that, you know, f that rallying cry. Where did, where did that come from? Was there some event that happened or was, was it just something you always did or was it a frustration and, you know, lack of, uh, you know, people, you know, being alarmed at what they see or, uh, it was a little bit of everything, uh, but growing up here in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, um, I got to see how friends could have things and we couldn't. And right. the same item just looked a little different. Maybe it had a bayonet lug on it and it was evil. Um, so that started to, that started uh, me researching what these gun laws were and what they what the real intent was behind them. Um, and then once I got on the job and I could see new laws coming out and the intent of them and what they were really trying to do, um, I thought it, I've always had, was that guy that somebody would say, Hey, Jared, is this, you know, is this mass legal? Hey, can I do this? Um, so I figured if, if people are asking for it, then there's a reason because yeah. not a lot of people can, you know, read old English and, and interpret it and, mm -hmm. and find out the real meat and potatoes of the bill and what they're really trying to do once you get through all the fluff. And I really was good at it. Um, I went through a couple of academies in a couple of different States. So I, I, I got to learn the ins and outs of, of that language. And I know, I just know how to, to talk to people where they can understand it. Yeah. And, um, you know, there was a thirst for it, and I'm I'm just I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah, and I think you've said it on your show a bunch of times, but just being in Massachusetts, the the laws are clear as mud. I mean, it's it's makes it hard for law enforcement to do their job, makes it hard for the law-abiding, responsible gun owner to, you know, they feel like there's somebody they got to constantly look over the shoulder, like, oh my gosh, am I doing this right? You know, even today I had a guy in the shop like. You know, I didn't know I could build a gun or I, I just I, I got to make sure I'm doing things right. I don't want. And he's got, you know, all these questions. And, and that's just seems to be the state of the gun owner in Massachusetts, usually more questions than answers. So being a good resource to go to is, is huge. And that's that's how you've emerged as a leader in that. As far as law enforcement's concerned, how hard do you think it is for them to do their job with the way the state of the massachusetts it's terrible it really is um it's not an easy job anyway but when right. you have the legislature and you know your communities uh working against you it doesn't happen in all of them mm -hmm. um you know some of them are still great places to work and you know and the support system within the you know the town government works great or the, or the city government but uh we've all heard the stories you know and it's happening and there's a huge attrition on you know the good good guys and gals you know the ones you want to to kick the door in when you need it uh and uh it's you know, unfortunately, the uh, the assault for the last fifteen years is is taking a toll. Right. Yeah. It's a they beat the drum consistently and often, and it's usually the same few legislators in this state that bring legislation every always every year. Yeah. yeah they're paid and, well for it. <laughs> and and so the way I've seen it, and even talking with John Green from Goal is like the state and the gun advocacy groups are kind of at a Mexican standoff. Like no new legislation has really happened in a couple of years. No new pro-gun stuff has really come out of committee in the flat, you know, past few years. Do you see that changing anytime soon or do you feel like that's changing or do you think that's 
Well, the, the status quo. The makeup on Beacon Hill, um, I mean, they're not going to stop pushing the anti-gun bills. There's a couple right. that came out of uh, the hearings last week. Mm. You know, this state wants to lead the nation in gun safety. And in order to do that, they're going to do everything they can to take a tool away from the people who aren't doing anything wrong. Right. You know, all of the laws that pass, whether it's Massachusetts, Connecticut, or California, they do nothing to stop the end, you know, the, the criminal. Mm. You know, criminals don't follow the law. That's what criminal means. Right. Uh, but they don't get it. You know, they're just going to keep pushing their agenda to try to get uh, ultimately what they what they think they can create this utopia. And once the citizenry is unarmed, um, they have a little easier opportunity to do what they want. Yeah. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. And, you know, it's it's nonsensical in so many ways. Like you don't apply the same standard to any other right. Exactly. You know, all of a sudden with the Second Amendment, we make this giant leap of logic that doesn't apply to any other area. Like you don't, you know, try to reduce drunk driving by making it harder for non-drunk drivers to buy cars. Right. Right. That's like, you'd be considered absurd to even proffer that information. But yet here with guns, oh, we got to make our community safer. And I found it funny on the day that'll live in infamy, Maura Healy day there, mm-hmm. 7, 2016, the Boston police chief standing next to her and says, this is going to make our streets safer, even though we don't take any AR-15s off the streets of Boston. Like, exactly. He said yeah. it in the same like conversation. You know, it's like in theory, in our minds, like we can wake up or go to sleep at night knowing like there's fewer guns on it. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just the way to affect us over time. One less tool in the right. hand of the people, and we'll just try something different. You know, they're going to come after semi-automatic pistols. You know, it, it, they're just going to keep coming and coming and coming until the populace. I think we're, we're at a point where people have had enough. Yeah. And they see what's going on, and then you know, people are starting to wake up. You know, for yeah. for lack of a better term, and that's what we need. We need. Uh, more of the silent majority to start being the squeaky wheel so that we can stop some of the progress they've made. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm sure you've seen it too on your channels and whatnot with the followers you get and, and people asking questions. I know you get a lot of interaction. And uh, for us, like during the whole COVID thing, we had people coming in kind of deer in the headlights, looking around the room <laughs> going, I've never been in a gun store before. How do I buy a gun? You know, and uh, one little old lady came in and she's like, I don't like guns. How do I get a gun? You know, <laughs> and so, so you know, I'm sure you've seen that oh, yeah. that same type of movement to people who never really probably had a strong opinion about them either way, or maybe they even did, and now they the light bulb moment, the aha moment comes on. Like that's why we have guns when lawlessness abounds, and we really tie the hands of the people that can do something about it. Well, now all of a sudden we're our own first responder. Right. And I think yesterday's decision in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, Mm. you know, drove that point home to a large portion of this country. Yeah, I think you're right. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, that had uh, far further reaching ramifications than just any other murder trial you might see. You know, the whole I did you feel like that whole thing was uh, a case against the second amendment 100 I mean, and and the ar-15 100 percent. it was it was a direct attack on our right of self-defense especially with an ar-15 yeah. and when the jury came back uh, what they did it sent uh sent a lot of liberals into a tailspin and they're still melting down today yeah. um 
which is it's a good. It was a win for not only Kyle and his family and everything that he's been through, uh, but it's a win for the Constitution. Yeah. Sure enough. All right, thanks so much, Jared, for joining us. Don't forget to check out Date Night every Friday night and Ladies Night Thursdays or try a range experience package with no gun license required. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. All right, welcome back to... Rapid Fire, I'm your host, Toby Leary, co-owner of Cape Gunworks, and we're glad you're here. And hope you enjoyed those segments with Jared and Rob Pincus in the first hour. We have some more coming up next week. Uh, unfortunately, we did not get Bobby Brown from Are We Cool Yet in the studio, so I might have to go to the National Gunmakers match in March to get a good interview with him. And Matt um, was also from 2A3D Print, one of the guys that were a collaborator there that um, we wanted to get interviewed, uh, but we didn't have time to sneak him in behind the microphone. He's a little bit more local, though, so I can probably get up with him sooner rather than later. Um, but the uh, he also will be doing some business with us in the future, so I'm sure we'll be able to make it happen. And uh, But it was great talking to Jared. It was his first time down at the range. 
and in the shop and you know it was great to see him here we've been trying to get him on the show and he's a busy guy so uh, he's got plenty going on and I love his channel so you can follow him at uh, Guns and Gadgets it's a great YouTube channel if you haven't found him yet he does some great up to the minute uh, you know information about what's coming down the pipe decisions that have been made on courts or uh, stuff to be on the lookout for and things that are on the radar as far as the 2A or freedom index as I call it like he dabbles into stuff that isn't exactly guns like you know I know uh, these vaccine mandates were one of the things that he, he's been talking about so yeah anyway go check him out and uh, we'll jump back into your questions here um, I know before the break we were talking about the optics ready VP9 which is again uh, I just drop the link to the mass approved weapons roster into the chat box for you so you can hopefully um, check on that and uh, DRBR says what is my recommend recommended fixed magazine AR lower and I really like the Dark Storm Industries uh, they're made on Long Island New York and they have a really good system that works well with uh, plays well with others <laughs> a lot of the other uh, uppers and parts work work on it very well they seem to work very reliably they also build out complete rifles fixed mag rifles and uh, they use a p mag which is great those seem to work the best with those mean arms ma loaders so i i like the dark storm there's also um the franklin armory ones we sell a lot of those uh, those ones don't work as well with the mean arms MA loader. You can pop the pin and open it up and top load the mag very easily. Or you can bring it back and have us convert it to a P mag, which does seem to work a little bit better with the mean arms loaders uh, when they're in the Franklin Armory. And uh, But the cool thing about the Franklin Armory one is the fact that it has a, uh, you can get them with a binary trigger from the factory. So the downside is it's a 10 round magazine because of, Afghanistan, but um, it goes quick but it's fun and exciting and it's a quick little burp and yeah but anyway so those are my two favorite fixed mag lowers and soon to be another new favorite fixed mag lower on the horizon and that's all I can say about that so stay tuned because we will let you know as things develop on that front so wow, you dirty barman. Yep, you're gonna have to wait. You're not gonna get it out of me. I'm sorry, but uh, LARP is saying that that car meaning you done. <laughs> Professor Claw had something to say. Ah, oh, boy. Um, but LARP is saying that the car was fully automatic meaning the daryl brooks car automatic transmissions should be illegal go back to manual transmissions and maybe it wouldn't have happened oh my but i doubt it uh but that's a very good point um <laughs> you know the fact that that shows the ridiculous nature of all gun control as it only restricts those who choose to obey the law the responsible gun owner etc um Let's see. Uh, DRBR says, can I get Jared to open up my new Worcester satellite store and range? <laughs> I doubt it. I think he's got a full-time job. I don't think he needs to run a new range. But I would love to open up a satellite store and range. Uh, just 
probably not this year. It's probably going to be in the future. So um, we do have the Dark Storm AR10 models in stock, which I really like as a platform to build a good hunting rifle or long range rifle. Um, we have some really nice barrels. We have some proof research barrels with the, that are carbon fiber wrapped in 308 or 65 Creedmoor. Um, we also have a bunch of steel barrels. We have our precision rifle barrels in stock. And on that AR-10 platform, you can build quite a few different guns. So it'd be a really good option to build a high-quality AR-10. Uh, and we have the lowers, the uppers, hand guards, bolt carrier groups, lower parts kits, everything. So you can build your own and uh, partake in the age-old tradition. Partake in that age-old tradition of home-built firearms. But yeah, it's a, it is a... Uh, legitimate serialized lower so we'll do the 4473 on it and once you get it all done you got seven days to register it so it's a pretty cool um, option for you uh, here in Massachusetts and they would build a you know that'd be a good platform to build a good long-range rifle off of semi-automatic nice. long-range rifle yes I agree so get it here while we got them we have uppers lowers and we even have some complete lowers and the big advantage to building a lower uh, that is a fixed mag lower in the state is it's a modern, brand new uh, receiver that you don't have to worry about the quote unquote evil features. Because it's a fixed mag, you can have a flash hider, you can have a bayonet lug, you can have a threaded barrel, you can even have one of those evil collapsible stock thingies. You know, the things that adjust in and out. Yeah, those inny-outy, stocky thingies. And those are highly technical terms by some of the media out there. By the way, did anyone see that Firearms Policy Coalition video that was on? I saw it on Facebook and Instagram, but it was awesome. We're going to have to get Roy to dub it and split it into the uh, screen here at one point. Um, but they go through. It's like a montage of all the people talking about guns in the media, whether it's a politician or just a news source. And oh my gosh, they have a cartoon that goes along with it, and it's hysterical. If you're a gun person, it'll be classic. It'll have you belly laughing by the end of it. It's pretty good. But it also is very sad state of affairs when you think about the um, these are the people that are making gun laws, you know. Uh, but anyway, and even um, Tucker Carlson did a little spoof of that with uh, with. Uh, the Hickok 45 guys. It was pretty good. So um, we did post it on our social media. Okay, cool. So we posted that on social media. So uh, if I can find it, I'll oh drop it in. My. I'll drop it into the chat because it's it's awesome. But anyway, all right, Tom. I dropped the approved weapons roster in the chat for you, bud. And uh, Mac is saying guns and gadgets. Awesome surprise. Happy Thanksgiving, gentlemen. Yes, that was a good surprise. Um, and by the way, my gunsmith, uh, Joe, who runs his own channel, which is uh, Shooting in the Woods podcast. So if you're not following him, go follow his channel. But he's he's making some pretty big claims back there today that uh, <laughs> it was him that got Jared here. So maybe it is. But it could have had, you know, Pincus and John Green to do with it as well but maybe it was a team effort collaborative effort to get him down to the cape 
uh, make the trek down. But anyway, uh, my gunsmith, you know, challenged me to a uh, friendly wager for the gunmakers match. So we both made our gun and we were both competing in it. And he says, Toby, if you win, I will come in the four Sundays in December and work four Sundays in December for you. I'm thinking, okay. And he goes, but if I win, you got to have me on your show. And I'm like, okay. I, I think that both scenarios are skewed heavily to your favor if I lose or if I win. <laughs> but I'll take you up on that, Joe. So I got to say, uh, not to brag, but I'm going to hold up for the camera here who's got the first place trophy. And uh, so there you go. Who's holding the first place trophy? It's in yours truly's hands. Now, some people will say the fix was in, but I had nothing to do with running the match, scoring the match, setting up the stages, course of fire, any of that. And then he said I sandbagged him because on the second stage, I brought in a 50-round drum and put it into my Glock 34 that I had built the, out of the polymer. So I have this 50-round drum. If you got, haven't seen the video, you got to look up social media and you'll find it. But it was pretty funny. And so I have this giant 50-round drum that would make Diane Feinstein, you know, her head explode just by looking at it. But I didn't even know if it would run. I'd never tried it. And uh, it ran flawlessly. But the funny part is it changed the whole dynamic of shooting the gun. Like, it didn't quite sound like that. But the recoil was different. The aiming was different. The, you know, follow-up shots were different. I'm like halfway through the second stage. I'm thinking, what have I done? I can't believe I did this. But I did it anyway, and it was fun. So uh, he says I sandbagged him, even though I offered anyone who wanted to could use it. But they didn't, and so I did, and I didn't have to do that mag change in the second course of fire. Uh, the first course of fire had a mandatory mag change, where it was pretty funny because my gun jammed, I clear the jam, and I dropped the mag, and I had to do a mandatory mag change anyway. So when I dropped the mag, it had one of those Terran tactical butt plates on it, and it hit the ground. And then I ran over, finished the mag change, finished my course of fire, and about halfway through my course of fire, the mag that I dropped on the ground literally blew apart at the seams. Like the mag plate came off, the mag base came off, and rounds were all over the place. It was hysterical. And uh, someone's like, Toby, your magazine just exploded. And all I could think of is that segment of the trial when the prosecutor of the Rittenhouse trial was talking about exploding bullets, you know. These bullets are designed to go in and explode. And I'm like, dang, man, where can I get some of those bullets? I haven't seen exploding bullets around. But anyway, it was just funny moment. And so I was playing 52 pickup, trying to find all my ammo that's rolling around and my mag spring and my base plate and my follower and my, you know, all that stuff. So all the parts of my magazine were all over the place. But it was pretty funny. And uh, so, yeah, everybody had some sort of malfunction except for Joe. The gunsmith Joe, I said, man, everyone was working through their malfunctions. He goes, my gun ran flawlessly. And I said, oh, well, then why didn't you beat me? So <laughs> we'll have to continue that friendly uh, 
we'll have to continue that friendly banter back and forth. But he did place in his first match ever. He took third place, and he's pretty pumped about that, and rightfully so. So it was a good job, Joe. You did good. You fell a little short, and we're going to see you those next four Sundays in December uh, here at the shop. And But I will say this. Don't tell him that. I'll have him on the show anyway because um, I'm like that. That's the type of guy I am. So anyway, all right. We have a special pepper spray class happening in December. It's on the 4th, and it costs $75. It includes a training device Ooh. to actually dispense simulated spray class during the, during the class. It's a great opportunity to learn about alternative self-defense options. Sign up on our website, capegunworks.com, and we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. This is Total Lear. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. 
If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, where we do a weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense, and whatever whatever else crosses our mind that we want to talk about, we'll get into it. We'll take your questions this hour, or this segment, I should say, and uh, so go ahead and type into the chat. And if you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about, typing into the chat, you have to go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to get signed up. Whenever we go live, you can actually go on the website and see us recording the show. So you don't have to go to social media anymore, but you can if you want to. And we will let you know. And if you like and subscribe to our channels, you'll also be alerted when we go live. So it's not at the same time every week. In fact, next week we'll probably go live on Tuesday because I am set to fly out on Wednesday to go to Colorado. And uh, yeah, so it'll be... It'll be uh, an odd day for a, a recording session, so, but we'll do it next Tuesday, so that'll be fun. Um, I don't know if this segment's actually going to air this Saturday locally because, um, you know, holiday and everything else, so we might have a placeholder this Saturday and another uh, class. That's probably going to be the way it is, right? No? It's going to air? Oh, sweet. Never mind. This will be on, so... If you're hearing it, it's the most recent show. <laughs> anyway, um, so what's that? Oh, only on WCRN. The low. That's what I said. Local. Got it. Oh, I see what you mean. Duh. Yeah, that's right. All right, because it's the second hour, you're gonna hear it on WCRN. But anyway, you can always listen to it at CapeGunWorks.com. Click on Rapid Fire. That's really what I'm trying to say. So you want to get signed up and like, subscribe, share with friends and family. You know, bring it to Thanksgiving this week and say, you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for rapid fire. <laughs> That'll be good. You know, I probably won't even do that at, at, uh, at Thanksgiving, although I am very thankful for it. So anyway, Chris says, awesome. Thank you that you took the time with Jared. He's really a wealth of knowledge. Yes, he is. I love listening to the stuff he puts out. He does a great job. Um, and someone new says, the wife and I love this place, especially date night. I suggest every couple do date night at Cape Gunworks. I couldn't agree with you more. Nothing says I love you like a date at Cape Gunworks. And many jokes can start from there. But that is not the type of jokes we like. <laughs> but no, uh, it, it does make for a wonderful evening of romance on the range. So you start out at Cape Gunworks. Just come in like you're going for a date. We'll supply eye and ear protection, targets, guns, ammo, an RSO, and everything you need. So you come shoot together. Then you go out and have a nice dinner and movies and make memories that will last a lifetime. So anyway, I'm glad you've come out. And uh, let's see, 
Scott says, in closing, I haven't really heard anyone explain the correct way to report those P80 builds on the portal. Yeah, you just go to the EFA 10. We'll talk about it on the other side. So stay tuned and don't forget to check out date night like we talked about every Friday and ladies night on Thursdays. Try our range experience package. You don't need a gun license. We'll be right back. This is Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics, your weekly show about all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, and self-defense. We are happy you're here. We're talking guns and answering questions. And so we're going to get back to some of your questions. Uh, before the break, Scott had a question about how to report those P80 builds. Because by doggone it, by golly, these people in Massachusetts are used to following rules and that's good on you. You're a responsible gun owner. You do the right thing. And what you do is you go to the EFA 10 portal. So that's Echo Frank Apple 10. So EFA 10. It's the Massachusetts uh, gun transaction portal and you pick registration and then you're going to see the first page says seller info. You just leave that blank. You go to buyer info which is you even though it's really builder not buyer and you put all your information in there and then the third page I think it is is the gun info so you put in all the info about the gun that you built uh, the barrel length the color the blah 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 caliber then you hit register and you print out the form and you're done and that's the way it works so it's really easy doesn't cost anything takes all a two or three minutes and uh, I'm going to be doing that later today as a matter of fact I want to get it done before the holidays and before I go away to Colorado and within the seven days so Friday I'll be a little busy uh, with Black Friday so it's going to be awesome if you haven't been to a Cape Gunworks on Black Friday it's pretty epic and uh, we have a lot of fun there's you know great sales great deals tons of uh, 
you know, stuff going on. But honestly, I just love the crowd that shows up on Black Friday. It's always fun. We have a good time. And uh, we got some really good deals going this uh, week. And we have three brand new pre-band. Well, brand new. It's new old stock. Nah, they've been shot. But anyway, we have three pre-band AR-15s for sale that just landed today, just in time for Black Friday. And uh, the store is well stocked. So if you need ammo, guns, accessories, Friday's going to be your day to come. If you listen into this on Saturday, we're going to have some other stuff coming up. So don't don't let your heart be troubled. Um, if the you didn't serialize your polymer 80 lower, uh, Scott, getting back to that question, um, just put NSM, NSN, no serial number, or leave it blank as you, uh, you know, report that gun. So there you have that. And uh, that was uh, PS's comment. So PS, make sure you leave that serial number blank if you don't have a serial number. Um, good point. And uh, Tom wants to know if I'm bringing back Pistol League at Cape Gunworks. And yes, I keep saying yes, and I'm like a month behind because I wanted to start it in October, and here we are in November. So I'm going to say maybe after the first of the year at this point because we got the Christmas season coming up and all that. But if I can get it done after Thanksgiving, we will. I'm looking for volunteers to run League Night at Cape Gunworks. If you're a range safety officer and you know how to run a course of fire, come talk to us. But I, you know, if I put that on my plate, my wife of 20, almost 24 years will, uh, we will have some counseling sessions forthcoming based on every other thing that I'm doing and how busy I am right now. So why? Yeah. Uh, and I haven't had a wife of almost 24 years by neglecting her. So I have to, <laughs> I have to cut the, uh, you know, I have to, I have to make some exceptions here and there along the way. But I definitely do. And my daughter wants to compete too. And my wife even likes to compete. But it just can't be every week. We'll see how it goes. But we got to find a night that we can do it. Things have been busy. And uh, we are very much looking forward to getting league night fired up again. So it'll be good. Um, and, you know, love to have it. So, um, but that's the news around Lake Wobegone. Um, we've, uh, had a busy, uh, I hope I can't get sued for saying that by the way. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, um, we've had a busy couple of weeks here, got lots of new inventory. We finally got a Robinson Arms XCR L in stock. Um, we got some, like I said, pre-band ARs, some pre-band AKs, which are real co nice. co collector grade ones. We have one Nighthawk left. I've been calling Nighthawk like, come on, guys. You got to get me some more. You got to get me some more. Uh, we have that cool Korth uh, ULX Super Mongoose pistol. Uh, Fascinating. Which is a phenomenal gun. It's a beautiful, uh, you know, what do you call it? Competition style revolver. If you're into that sort of thing, if you're going to do bowling pin or uh, bullseye competition, that'd be the gun to do it with. Um, so yeah, check those out. Uh, what else we got? We got a full case of pistols from FN and Smith and Wesson and SIG and everything else. Um, 
We got Stoger, which is a great gun for 349 bucks. You can't beat it. And we just did a review of that. You can check it out on the YouTube channel or the uh, wherever else you find your social media. Um, and what else we got? We got a bunch of 1911s from Auto Ordnance. We got some Springfield TRPs, which are rare as hen's teeth these days and uh you know pretty cool um so yeah we got lots of lots of fun stuff we have a bunch of pistol caliber carbines from uh battle arms development from ruger from kaleshnikov we have the just right carbines we have what else sub 2ks what else we got pretty cool stuff oh i just got you know it's one thing that we got uh, that is really cool and i don't know if i think it's still here i remember seeing it yesterday but it's the chiapa lever action that's very similar to the marlin dark storm it's got picatinny rail on top it's got the large loop it's got the paracord wrapped around the large loop and it is all blacked out and it's 44 magnum it's also a takedown model which is pretty sweet so we got some cool guns right now, so you want to come check them out at Cape Gunworks. We'd love to have you in, show you around, join us for Black Friday or the holiday season. And uh, yeah, that's it, folks. Uh, we want to thank you for tuning in to another Rapid Fire. And remember, the show ends here, but you can always tune in to the episodes you missed on at capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire. Keep up the good fight. Support your local community your local gun advocates. Together as Americans, we can overcome anything. I'm Toby Leary. May God bless you and happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. And we'll see you next week on Rapid Fire. See you soon. Take care.